Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's not even the afternoon. That's a fucking complete <laughs> nutter lie. Good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. This is Gav, Emmett, Kev and Chris looking forward to Liverpool v Watford because the football is back. Thanks be to Jesus. I've seen something today saying it's the last international break for six months. I sincerely, oh sincerely hope that is true. Um, we're going to look at Liverpool v Watford um, in this show. We're going to talk a few, one or two or a few things as well um, that I'll bring in as we go. Um, this show is brought to you by Felicon, our charity sponsor. Um, it's, they're not a sponsor either. I don't know what's going wrong here. They're a charity partner, and um, we're trying our best to raise ten thousand euros for them. We're trying to do it by the tenth of June. Um, we are more or less halfway there. Um, we are up against the war. In fairness, when it comes to people donating money, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. We're also brought to you by BetMe. Um, BetMe is a fancy football game that you can play. It's UK based. Before anybody gets on to me, it is UK based. We have an account through Chris, and we play every week. It's very easy to play. The link is in the description, as is Felicon's details. And you can get in there. You can sign up. You can get a free pot to see how if you like it, and if you don't, and um, from there on in, it's very self-explanatory. It's a good game. It's fancy football, but there's no budgets as to players and this, that, and the other. Pot start from, I think, £2. And um, check them out. They're in the description. And we're going to have a little go of bet mate later on as well. Um, Kev, how are you? I'm good, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Been, not been on for a while now. I've been enjoying being a viewer for the last few nights. It's been good. Yeah. Enjoyed the quiz last night. The quiz was great, crap. Well, you needed a rest during the international break. I did need a rest, yeah. I needed yeah. to catch up with my beauty sleep, yeah. <laughs> Still haven't caught up on it yet. I'm getting there. No. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no. Uh, all good, mate. Just looking forward to the, the end of the beginning of the end now. We're into yeah. the beginning of the end. We're going to get into that in a minute because... Uh, what a fucking April. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's epic, isn't it? Chris, uh, I know you have a big thing coming up 
in in your life at the weekend. You're not getting married or anything like that. You're going to watch Liverpool women's play. No, that's um, I've done that one. I've already done that. Thanks. Um, and you're in bits over. I am um, not the marriage. I must say the, the game. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. B, Mrs. Mrs. B might be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but other than other than you literally falling apart at the seams because of this game at the weekend, how are you? I'm tip top, mate. I'm tip top. Uh, I've just recovered from a works two day co- conference as well, so I'm knackered from that. So yeah, sounds amazing. I'm actually look- it, oh, it's brilliant, mate. Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to the weekend. I've been. It's like a kid for Christmas waiting for this, this April to start. It's so exciting. It's what you're in it for. Absolutely is what you're in it for. Um, Emma, how are you, my man? Um, I'm all good. Good. I'm glad yeah, I got sorry. this sound sorted out. I don't sound like George Hamilton commentating on the Mexico World Cup now anymore. <laughs> you sound <laughs> very well. You sound very well. Um, but don't, don't fucking, don't jinx it, because that might could fall off the table and everything could go wrong. But um, are you excited for April? My legs are, you can probably see me bouncing up and down a bit. I, I, I just can't wait to get going now. It's, it's the right, like I said, it's, it's the beginning of the run in. The race is starting. Who has the minerals to get there in the end? And I think we do. So good. I can't wait. Good, good, good. Um, sure, listen, let me, let me show you something. Right. Let me show you something. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> April fixtures. <laughs> Watford at home on Saturday the 2nd. Benfica away on Tuesday. Next Sunday away to Man City. The following Wednesday home to Benfica. That Saturday we go to Wembley to play Man City. Then we have United at home on the Tuesday. Everton at home the following Sunday. And Newcastle away the following Saturday. One, two, three, four, four, eight fixtures in April, people can see it up on the screen. If you're on, if you're actually in the chat, hit the like button. I forgot to say that, and subscribe if you want to, share if you want to, um, and if you want, stick in a comment as well, and we'll try read some out as we go along. But they are the eight fixtures. Um, if you come out of that unscathed, you are oh, listen. You're on. You're you're you're, you're on a sedative going into May, basically. Um, but but Emma, I'll stay with you. Some fixture lists can look daunting. And I look at them and I'm a bit like you. I'm like, just let's get going. Like, there's just so much excitement around them. I just cannot fucking wait to get going. Emma. Like, I'm, I'm not messing. Like, bring. we're doing this on a Thursday night and I'm literally, if Liverpool were playing at quarter past six in the morning against Watford, I, I'm all for it. Just, just get there as quick as we possibly can. Because as soon as this kicks off, Emma, there's going to be no time to think. It's going to be game, 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 game. Like three days, right? Okay, there's five days to the City game, and there's three days to Benfica, three days to City, three days to United. Then you have a five and a five and a six day gap between um, Everton and, and Newcastle. But Emma, overall, very little time to think, and you might need those little five five day breaks near the end of April, especially if we've come through those Champions League, FA Cup, and that City away game where you go, we're absolutely flying. Yeah, I mean, there's enough time between the two, all the games to grow your nails back anyway, so that you're not biting on knuckle uh, for the next game. But um, yeah, this this is what this is what you watch football for. This is these are the games like we've said for a long time. Well, I've said for a long, long time. Every when we as soon as we could draw a City in anything, let's give us them. We, we don't. I, I don't think we fear anybody. It's everybody has said on here. Okay, you might have a preference not to get a certain team. Like I wouldn't have liked them to get Atletico in the Champions League. 
and not because I would fear them. It's just that because it's the, the games, the city game was sandwiched right in the middle of them. That's just two games you don't want to have uh, either side of the city game. But um, you have to beat the best to be the best. And uh, yeah, I, I just can't wait. I can't wait. It, like these, I, I, I just said, I said it the other night. I'd prefer not to play the teams that are scrapping for their lives. Um, and I think the team plays best when it's big game after big game after big game. The last thing you want, and I'm sure Klopp wouldn't have them getting anyway complacent or anything like that, but I don't. I think City might get a little bit complacent against these smaller sides. They might kind of maybe look past them and um, concentrating on a, on a Champions League. But um, we, it's all about rhythm. Klopp is all about rhythm. And I think you get your best rhythm playing against the best teams. Um, a lesser team can actually break a rhythm. So, like even when I was playing football, you hated playing against the team. Like the, I'm not going to say lower teams, but the teams that maybe didn't play proper football. They were hoofballs. You know what I mean. So it's just it can be awkward to play against these teams this end of the season. I I think I know everybody looking at the the running and things that we've got the harder the harder games. I'd nearly prefer the games that we have to what's the. Uh, Red Steve says, loosen the wheels on your bike if you want a matter right in this. That's a great show. Um, Chris, there's no game in there where you go, there's no team. There's, there's a team there that just haven't got nothing to play for. Like Benfica, or quarterfinals of the Champions League, they're flying. Um, you know, we know about City. Watford are fighting for their life. Newcastle, still fighting. Um, and to make themselves absolutely sure. Now, that could change by the time you get to the end of the month, and it could be well mm-hmm. clear. And that might benefit us. United fighting to get into the top four. Everton fighting for their lives. Do you agree with Emma where you want these teams to need to get something? You know, they have to come out and try to get something from you. And Liverpool love that. All the pressure, all the hype. Liverpool love going in there and going, yeah, let's go, let's have it. Yeah, that suits us better, doesn't it? Um, because then it gives it gives space in behind for the likes of your Diaz's, your Salas, your Manes, which helps. And listen, if this season go, if this month goes as well as we hope it does, it's going to be nine games in the month because there'll be a, a Bayern Munich Villarreal semi final in between Ever- in between Everton and yeah. Newcastle. So we could we hope we're hoping we're going to have nine games in yeah. April, which is the, even even matter to think about, which is great. I mean, listen, Gavin, Gavin, Kevin, this is just feels like the 2000, 2001 season. Where yeah, it was just game, 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 game. Three, three games a week, which you think would knacker the players out. But when you speak to, you've seen interviews with Carragher, Fowler. They just say, "This is you don't get tired in these sort of moments. That you just want it. You, you just want the adrenaline to go for it." And so I'm, look, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm just, I'm just on the countdown and just want to get the first game going. Um, I actually think at the games at the moment, Watford's probably the trickiest one because it's half twelve. It's after an international break, and they've got. They really are on the do or die moments now, mm. so I think get the Watford game won, ideally won early. That sets the marker down, and then see how this reacts to the first time they'll have been going into a league game not topping what, since what November time. Yeah, well, exactly. We can go. We can go top since yeah. I think the first time since November. Kev, mm. um, you're always cool, calm, <laughs> and um, often accused of being um, glass half empty. But, yeah. um, <laughs> come on now, you can't be glass half empty now, not allowing it. Oh no, excited as the day is long for the month that's in it, but if we don't start it right, it can be oh, tits see, up by three see. o'clock. <laughs> we don't start it right, Kev, If we don't start on. it right, 
you know, but if you we know why? If we don't, yeah, but- here's the thing, right? We've we've not been playing well for the last month. We've been grinding out results. We've been winning games. We haven't battered anyone. Thought we have really we good right? We haven't played anyone off the park. We've done okay in games, and we've managed games, and we've won games, and picked up points where we needed to get results. We've been doing all of that. That's fine. Watford. I watched the highlights of the Watford Southampton game earlier on today, and they're no great shakes. They've got pace up front, but you beat them, and then it starts. Then it's on. Chris is right in what he's saying. It's a twelve thirty kickoff. It's the first game after an international break. Everyone probably back at the at the training ground today. So there's no real preparation for some of them. So it's straight into it and on you go. But we're in a great position. I would I like I agree with Emmett. I'd rather our fixtures than cities. I think City will, will overthink it in certain in certain stages. We just won't. You know, we've five forwards in that can rip sides apart. We have a solid midfield. Everyone is pretty much fit. You know, the subtle injuries that happened just before the international break couldn't have come at a better time because some of those players will be, you know, needed the break. You know, Klopp played a blinder. And this is just the best time to be a fan. It really is. But 12.30 Saturday is the most important game. Is the most important game. Because if that fucks up, you're on the back foot. We win that. We go ahead of City. That's the pressure all on them. Burnley could do anything. You never fucking know with Burnley. They could put 11 men behind the ball and frustrate the life out of them. You never know. But at least if we put ourselves ahead of them, they have to go and beat Burnley. That's all we can do is win our games, put the pressure on them, make the ask, make them do something. Yeah, Because you know, they haven't had to do that for months. As long as we can do that, then that's our job's done. Yeah. I think I think the talk around, and we will get into the Waffle game in detail, but... I think the talk around going away to City has always been, like, I remember talking probably six, eight weeks ago and saying, if we can go in there four points behind and beat them, we get it to one point, all right? If we can go in there three points behind, we can get level with them. But we're at the stage where we're comfortable going in one point behind. You know, six, eight weeks ago, that would have been, like, you'd have bit your anyone's, you know, you'd have bitten anyone's hand off for one point behind going into the City game because let's take our chances in it. And we're comfortable in that, you know. And if we if we win that game against Watford, we go two points clear, all right? And City know they're going to play Burnley. Now, I expect City to beat Burnley. But City know they're going to Burnley going, these fuckers are comfortable a point behind. What if they're level? What if they're two ahead of us? How much more comfortable and how, you know, it's it's just even that little thing. It. Because, look, Kev, you speak all the time about fine margins and, you know, we've seen our way at City where, what, point fucking one, two millimetres. And that's all it was that time. Right, or 12, whatever the fucking was, right? Um, And it is such small margins, right? But I feel Liverpool are comfortable in the skin they're in. You know, we go and win our games and you look after yourselves. And I know we have to go and play City, but it's nearly like Liverpool are going, not interested. We're comfortable where we are. You know, if we have, even to the point, I think if we went to City and Drew and remained a point behind them and went, right, mm-hmm. there's seven left or there's six left, I think to be, there'd be, there'd be nine, there'd be seven left because of the, seven left. yeah, the, the Villa is an issue, the Villa game was taken away. So I think Liverpool would even be comfortable in that. And I think City know that. City know 
these fuckers are just comfortable where they are. And they will literally, if they come through, if Liverpool come through City, a point behind, two clear, five clear, whatever it might be, Liverpool are going to take that gamble and go, right, we'll just go at it. Let's go for it. Seven games away from each other. Let's run at it and see what happens. Because they've done it against City before. Came down to a point in eight, in eighteen nineteen, and then they also know that if they if they if they do put the pedal down, which they done in nineteen twenty around November time, when it really kicked off that Villa game away, when you know when we when we took you know we took victory from the jaws of defeat. City know if we go away, we'll just go away. We'll just keep going and going and going. So I think it's I think it's absolutely it's it's absolutely huge. Um, but I think Liverpool for me looked the more comfortable. And we've seen some quotes from a Man City defender today, which I'll bring up later towards the end of the show. And I don't know why they're talking about Liverpool. Why are you talking about us? There's, there's no need to. They seem to be asked questions and then they seem to just talk about Liverpool. You know what I mean? It's it's a bit mad. But look, let's look at um, Watford at home on Saturday, half past 12. I think it's live on BT. Um, if yeah. I'm right. um, yeah. Chris. You mentioned it's half twelve, it's after an international break. I remind you, the last time we played Watford at half twelve after an international break, we done them five nil at Vicarage Road. Um Salah scored a worldie, didn't he? Yeah. Um and he done an outrageous assist. And Firmino got a hat trick. <laughs> is it a bit of a myth, Chris, this half twelve after an international break thing? Because I think it is becoming that. And because they were kind of if you look at the amount of players that are away for Liverpool and international break, I don't know how many of them were, but I can't see it making much of a difference overall. I think we just know where our job is. We know what we have to do and we have to go and do it. Whether that's half 12 on a Saturday, half eight in the morning, nine o'clock that night, I don't think it matters. I think Liverpool, the way they set themselves up for the last couple of games before the international break, are absolutely gearing themselves for whether it's 15 games, it will be 15 to win everything. And I don't think the time of day makes a fucking difference to us. I'm being honest, Chris. Yeah, I think it, it, it's become, I think where half 12 was a real issue was, and they've, ironically, uh, they've changed it after clock brought us up enough times, was when you had to do a half 12 after you'd been done a, uh, a Wednesday away trip in the Champions League. That's where it was a ball like, because it was just too tight a turnaround. Because um, I think Liverpool's records at half 12 is actually pretty decent. I just, the half 12, it's just a bit of a shit time to play football. <laughs> but, at the moment, I prefer Liverpool playing before City because, touch wood, the time City have dropped points do tend to be when we have played before them. And to be fair, we've re- roasted the gauntlet pretty well. So, look, I'm looking forward to it. I'm intrigued to see who we pick because I think there are probably one, two, <coughs> three. There's probably four players that are pretty much a shoe in because they've been sat at a, they've been sat training for two weeks, uh, and then we've been helped by the likes of. Henderson only played one game, and that was the first game. So he's at, he's pretty much had a week sat on the bench, which has been helpful. Uh, Jones didn't get loads of minutes for, for England twenty ones. The ones you probably got a little bit concerned about is Robbo, Salah, Mane, Diaz, who did play a lot of minutes. And for and Fabinho went away with Brazil, but it, as usual, with Brazil they, they don't play very much. So Fabinho is more of travel, and Fabinho got a rest, which is you know I would expect Fabinho to start. Uh, and I think looking at Watford. I think there's only uh, our traditional front three, Salah, Firmino and Manny, love scoring against Watford. There's only Ian Rush who scored more goals against Watford than them three. So it'd be interesting who he picks, actually. But, you know, part of me wants to see Diaz again. That's just because he excites me. 
I think Diaz is probably the one that might miss out with the weekend because he's forced mm. to travel and he plays the latest, I think, Jordan, this week. Emma, let's call a spade a spade. Wofford are in the bottom three. They're fighting for their lives. Um, I I don't know how much of an upturn really they've had since Roy Hodgson has turned up. Um, but for, by all accounts, they're a little bit more solid. Now, what I will say to you is, like, you know, I'm looking at I'm looking at that last load of fixtures. They do go and win at Southampton. They get back four 0 away at Wolves. They get beaten at home at Arsenal. They get a good draw away at Old Trafford. They get uh, beaten four one at home by Crystal Palace. They were at the winning away at Villa. Lost at home to Brighton. Lost away to West Ham. Drew with Burnley. Lost at home to Norwich. There's no real form there. You know no. the the only time you the only real fear you're putting into yourself is the position <coughs> we're probably in. That makes yourself a bit fearful over. Any fixture you're really going into because you're going, fuck, what, you know, you, it's just, it's built into football fans. You're waiting for something to go wrong at some stage and could have happened this weekend. But like all things being equal, Emma, we should be going into this. We should be picking as strong a side as we can, hopefully. Um, maybe one or two that you go, oh, well, I wasn't expecting him, but he's absolutely fine, sort of thing. And and just go and win the game like we should. And, you know, any, any thoughts of Watford coming and beating Liverpool or Anfield for me is just, it's madness, to be honest with you, Emma. So, like I said the first time there, that I, I hate playing these. I hate playing these teams full stop. I hate playing them this the back end of the season. Um, and then when I looked at it, much the same as you've just called out some of the the fixtures there. There is there is no form out, out of the the team at all. Dennis has kind of gone off the boil. Um, they've played twenty nine games. They've only scored twenty nine goals. So they average a goal a game, but they concede one point nine. We. Uh, are 2.6 goals a game and uh, 0.7 against. And that kind of put my nerves at a little bit of a, a, at ease. So, I mean, they're, they've only got seven players that have scored in the Premier League. We've got 17. And our top two scorers total more than their complete list of seven. So I was a little bit concerned today. And then I, I looked at this and I, I don't see anything other than us I think we could put out three or four different lineups, and I know like it's international break. And will they play Mo? Will they play Mane? Um, and Al Fabinho and Allison that were in Brazil mm. played uh, Bolivia, wasn't it? Um, but I think there's there's three or four different sides that we could put out and still should be looking after beating these comfortably. Um, don't harm me to that now. Next week, if I'm here, let <laughs> it go for all. <laughs> Kev. Before we get into what team we should pick, what we should look for from Wofford, and you know, we touched on already the the I don't know if it's a psychological blow, but it's 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 a psychological step if you if you win early on Saturday. But you said earlier if we don't start right in in this run, you know, um, you know, it could go wrong. But overall, Kev, you look at the form of yeah. Wofford. Alright, they they go in and and it's a it's an impressive win away at Southampton who've been in decent form. They trouble a lot of sides in fairness to them. But overall, Kev, they're being beaten by Wolves away four 0 Wolves don't score an awful lot of goals. They're being beaten no. by Norwich. You know they're being beaten by sides where you go if you want to stay up, you probably have to beat them. Um, you have to be you have to be very confident going into this, regardless of what side Liverpool put out. Because the way I look at this, Kev, is if we are missing a load of players. And you're saying, I'm putting that team out and we're kind of snookered on this position and that position. And a player might come in and go, I'm going to play next week because I'm 
a few players out. Literally every player going on the pitch for Liverpool now, Kev, regardless of what team he puts out, have to play their balls off to, to even have a chance of staying in the side in certain positions. And regard that's where I am, Kev. If, if if we put out, regardless of what it is, we should have enough to do it because of what we're trying to do and the attitude of players that come in where you go. They want to stay in this side. They're professional footballers. And I think that only bodes well. Yeah, I mean, look, this is a game that... What I said earlier on is true. You have to start it right. But this is the game that you could really build a level of confidence going into April with. There's no reason why you can't go and absolutely rip a Watford side apart. And we're good enough to do it. You know, if I've, I think we've all written down an 11 here. You know, and I bet you they're, they're all different. And I would be a bit surprised if all four of them couldn't go out and put five or six past them, if the mindset is right. They're all fresh. Most of them are fit. A lot of them have points to prove. Some of them coming back from international duty disappointed. Some of them ecstatic. And this is, in most ways, a good fixture to be to, to get yourself going with. I think the only thing is you, you the scar tissue with a lot of football fans when it comes to 12.30 kickoffs. And the ones that you mess up, are the ones that stick in the back of your head. You forget about the ones you win because, you know, you win so many games. But it's one of the few fixtures in a, in a weekend slot that fans across the board genuinely hate. They don't mind the 5.30 kickoff on a Saturday tea time. They don't mind the 2 o'clock and the 4 o'clock on a Sunday. And they don't mind Monday night. But 12.30 kickoffs, most, most clubs hate it. So it's just one of those things you just got to build a bridge and get over and start it right and go and go and put a marker down for the rest of the for the rest of the season. You could scare the living shit out of Benfica with a good performance in this Watford, and you can get the confidence of the players right up as well. You go and knock rattle five or six on Saturday, and what a way to go off to play Benfica on Tuesday night, you know. And you've got players up front that are rattling goals. You got to. A back four keeping more clean sheets than anyone else in the Premier League. You know, you're unbeaten in the Champions League this season, or, you know, more or less part of the fluff that we had against Inter Milan. You know, we don't lose many games, we don't concede many goals, and we score for fun. But for the last month, we were grinding results. And that in itself is brilliant as well, because when you're not playing well and you're able to still grind results, when you know you have to, you have no fucking choice. But the grind those results, otherwise you're out of it. That's pressure. That's a, a way to handle pressure. Like most sides would crumble. Most sides would say one slip, and that's it. It's gone. You know. And this side seems to thrive on that stuff. They absolutely love it. They're mental. And it's not until this side breaks up that we realise how good they are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think you're going to see the evolution of this side, and probably this summer and next. And then you'll kind of look back and go, you know what? There's enough of them gone. Where you go, it's a new team, and you look back at that old team from probably eighteen to eighteen, right up until yeah. today. Where you go, it's four years of just they're unbelievable. Um, Laura Duffy says hit the light button. Everyone, um, reclaimers not happy. He says people are shy with regards to hitting that light button. There's nearly two hundred watching, ninety one like or sixty one likes. Sorry, uh, sixty three now. Um, so get to the hundred, and then reclaimer shuts up. Um, usually, um, and then. He can he, well. He doesn't have to. He can keep giving out if he wants. It's, it's, he's a strong, independent woman. Um, that's a joke, by the way. I don't know if reclaimers a man or woman. Um, it's whatever he wants to be. Hmm. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Emma, I'll come back to you. We spoke earlier about Watford and they've paced up front. You know, you look at Smiley Sarr, you look at Manuel Dennis. Um, is, is Josh King in yeah. the rounds with them? He, he, he's had a couple of injuries. He's a good player. He's actually they a good player. Scored for, scored for Norway in, uh, in the international break as well. They Did beat he? someone 9-0 or something. Okay. Um, so they have got threats up front, no doubt about that. But when I like, if you look at the strengths and weaknesses, Emma, their strengths is definitely up front and it's definitely pace and you know trying to get behind you and trying to hit you on the break and stuff like that. And we're we're okay with that because we most teams play against us like that and we nearly encourage it to a, to a certain to a certain point. But aside from that, I look at them and the few times I've seen Watford this season three managers they've had but I look at that midfield and I go there's just nothing there for me you know I've, I see, I remember seeing them away to Leeds and I thought Leeds are just running through this <clears throat> and I mean taking the ball 10-15 yards they don't have and just running with it and they're on the edge of the Watford box I don't think their centre backs are any, any good shakes I, I'm not too sure that full backs can handle what we can throw at them so overall what are we looking to do are we looking to 100 miles an hour? Are we looking to take that risk with that high line, play them on the break? And in turn, that suffocates them. It, it actually it, it suffocates them to the point where we just continuously go and go and go until we get one early or we get one half, which we the first half or two before half time. And then you go, right, they'll have to come out to try to get something and we can hurt them and do the reverse to them. Emma. There's not much yeah, there for me. There's not much... I, I'm, I'm trying my best Definitely to talk not. Wofford up a bit because I'm, I'm, well I'm trying my best because they're probably in a straight fight with everything for that last relegation place and I'm trying to talk Wofford up but I'm looking at it and I'm saying to myself I just can't see where they get goals or where they hurt us yeah I mean you said yes like that their danger area is up front so they probably will try and like a few teams have maybe target down Trent side or in behind Trent because apparently Trent can't defend, um, but they will get caught out by our, I, I, like I, I can't get over. The, I I played in defence when I played football. I can't get over how drilled our back line is. It's like it's nearly telep- te- uh, telepathy at this stage. Like you can you can see even Van Dyke just glancing over his shoulder and just taking that one step. It, it's just like he knows where every single one of their players are. Their midfield has absolutely nothing for us. Their defence, I don't think, has anything for us. But in a few games this season, I, I kind of thought we we do sometimes allow teams have bo- have the ball and kind of maybe even lull them into a false sense of security that they might have a chance. Or we pass it around. You might see 30, 40 passes to try and drag them out um, from defence, like you said, to, to kind of open up at the back. But I, other than balls over the top to their forwards, I don't see any other area of the pitch where they're going to best us. Mm. Um, and like I said, we've 
the best defender in the world there with the best high line in the world there. They're going to be caught. I think we're over close to 110 times now. We've caught people offside this this season. Yeah, um, I, I I just don't see it. Like like he's like they've as as dangerous as their forwards are. They've literally they've only scored 29 goals the whole season. Mm. It's yeah. their their defense is on average. I think is 1.9 goal. 1.9 goals a game. They're on average they're they're yeah. conceding. So I don't see I don't see them. And Hodgson isn't going to come out and play football against you. No. You know, he's probably going to try to go long into channels, but we have to probably turn and go, right, we're going to stop you doing that. So we're going to pressure right, and we're going to make you hit aimless balls up high, and air centre-halves will deal with it, and air midfield will get on it, and then we go from there. Like Chris, we say it loads of times, but it's all about the pace you start at, the intensity, the intent. And if we put that in place... I think for the first 35 to 40 minutes of this game, I think we'd be sitting there at halftime going, we're two or three goals up here. And, you know, we can give Salah a rest if he plays. We can give Mane a rest if he plays. We can bring Luis Diaz on, even though he's been away. We, you know, we or we could give Fabinho a rest. You know, the sort of way. That's so important. Regardless of what we think in, of Watford, our own mindset is what decides this. If we decide that we want to be a hundred mile an hour on top of them, suffocating them, intense, going for the throat. We'll make it work, and we and we'll make an easy job of it, and actually save ourselves some time on Saturday by quarter past one. We'd be saying this is another three points, and we're looking forward to the next one. Yeah, you definitely do it with the uh, the fixture list we've got. If you have the opportunity to kill a game early, take it. So then that's how you get your rotation. That's how you get your rest. That's also how you can cheat in a game. You know, uh, Klopp's often talked about the likes of Salas and the Manes of the world are very good at picking the moments when to rest on the ball and when to take a sting out of the game. And I think that's what we sort of need to do, really. Um, I think Watford have tightened up a bit more since Roy Hodgson's got there. He's, you know, one thing Roy Hodgson will do is make teams organised, but they just don't quite have enough, I don't think. Um, I think they're probably just going to miss out on, on staying up. But, look, I, I, I agree with you. First 20 minutes is key. Um, and I think, and I think, I can see social social media lose its brain. I think you will see the likes of Milner starting, Thiago starting, Fabinho starting, uh, Gomez starting, and Matip starting because they've all been they've all been training for two weeks. Mm. And that'll be the thing you'll say for, is, you know, say to Milner, go hard for four, for fifty minutes, and then we'll take you off. And that's what I think that's what you'll do. And people lo- will lose their heads over it. But I think if you have a Milner with Henson and Thiago, you just tell Milner do the attacking bit. Just go at t- go at players and do what he does, which is set the tempo, set the precedent. Because I can't see Fabinho starting not not when Laura said he's been playing at altitude um, earlier in the week. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. Moving on, then we let, let's have a look at what we think the lineups will be. Right. So I've put out a team here. There you go. Allison Gomez right back. Matt very Van Dijk Robertson. I've put Fabinho in there. Because I think he could be an option that you play him for 60 and then he comes off, but you feel free to go against that. Henderson, Thiago. Mane, I've got Mane, Jota, Salah, because Diaz has been away. And he's, you know, he's like, he's in the same boat as Fabinho, but he's only new to the club. And he's coming back and, you know, he's had a good start. He's had a good start at the club. But I think it might be one where he goes, I'll just stick Jota, Mane and Salah up there. And we go from there. Kev. You said you wrote down an 11. Is it close to yeah. that? 
Very close. I have Bobby instead of Jota, mm-hmm. and Jota instead of Mane. Okay. The rest of us, the rest of us, the same. Um, I think Jota came. I watched him against for Portugal uh, the other night, and he was good. You know, he was really good. Um, Bobby's been training for a while. He's back from his injuries now. I think he's got to be really important in the way in the running. Mm. I think he'll play a lot more than what people think. Um, Klopp obviously trusts him. But if you can get him playing to his form, he's he is the perfect, you know, they call it the Bobby role. It is his role. He is the best at the club at doing that role, you know, bringing the midfield into play and creating, allowing the, freeing up the space for the two wide forwards to, to occupy and to exploit. And no matter what Sadio does or Jota does in that role, they're not quite, they don't do it quite as well as he does when he's on song. And this is a good, game for him to come back into and start at home against a side that he's got confidence against. You know, he's already scored a hat-trick against him this season. I think he'd be perfect for him. The so more definitely needs to blow the cobwebs off. He, he didn't have a good run after the AFCON, let's be honest. You know, and he could do with coming back and hitting the ground running and getting a couple, you know, and, you know, he's been on 20 goals for the season for a long time. You know, what feels like a long time. He hasn't pulled away again, you yeah. know, from, from, from the chasing pack, so to speak. And I think it would be the game would be good for him. It'd do Sadio no harm to have to come off the bench or even have the day off if need be. Um someone's tapping their finger at our foot and I can hear it. Um, I don't know which one he is it is, but it's in here. Um who was it? Go on, you can you can admit to it. It's That's probably one. me. Is it? Okay. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. His nerves are up. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like an episode of Most Haunted. Yeah. <laughs> it's Chris. just Kev knows. It's just Kev knows. I think I'll fry it on the sports unplugged. He said if we win the quadruple, he's, he's getting a mohawk. Did he? I said yeah, I, do it for, I do it for charity. I get a, a, an Arturo Vidal haircut if okay. we if do the quadruple. Do the quadruple. quadruple. Right yeah. well, there you go. We've we've said a lot. Of brilliant. Chris, that team up on the screen. What differences mm-hmm. would you have? Uh, I've got F- Firmino starting and Manny on the be- uh, Manny on the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't got Fabinho starting, and it, for me, it's a toss up between Milner and Jones. And I think he might go for Milner because he's he's had the two weeks off instead of Fabinho. Okay. So we will play Henderson as a six. Okay, no worries. Um, I want I want to talk about Salah and Manny in a mi- in a minute, but Emma, that's the eleven yeah. I have there. Is it is it closed? What do you have? I'd start Fabinho now I know he's been away but it was Tuesday night Wednesday morning so I'm assuming as they normally do is they were probably straight on a plane straight back to Liverpool um, I get that he's played at altitude and he probably will need a break but I'd prefer him to play and then get his break um, rather than bring him on so go as strong as you possibly can like like we've said get your lead kind of get the fight out of Wofford and then make your changes okay. um, but I'd be going as strong as I would I would probably leave Mane on the bench as well and play Bobby with Jota in the Mane role yeah to be honest with you I think I, I agree with the Firmino show I think he is going to take a, a play a massive role um, not only because he's he's appeared kind of sporadically since he came back from injury but there will be times where we go back to the Trident's trusted in certain games certain periods of games certain starts where he will just go Salamani for me, 
and you know, regardless of Jota, how, what form he's on, regardless of Diaz, what form he's on, he will look at sit against certain teams and go, I'm just putting the other three up front. And I have those two boys off the off the bench. But like people are those, those people in the chat and they're calling out they're calling out teams and you know, somebody says uh, Richard says there's literally nine or ten different lineups that be fine with. And uh, that's quite a development, <laughs> Richard's okay. <laughs> it's quite a, a development in Richard's life that does nine or ten lineups be alright with good stuff. Great to see you getting on. Um Listen, I think the back four probably picks itself. I think Gomez will play. Trent, of course, hamstring issue, I think it was, and he's back in full training. And I fully expected that. Because um if there's any if there's any inkling that he could have a slight knock, he's just not going away with England. And I'm fully behind that, doing that, um, where we say, no, he's not going. He looks like he's back in full training. I don't think he'll play. I think that back four is f- fine. The Fabinho shout is fair. Um, toss up whether he plays or not. You could put Henderson in the six, like you said. You play Thiago because he's been around training. He never went away with Spain. And he could do Jones. He could do Kate. Mm. He could do Ox. There's loads. He could do Milner. There's loads of options there. Up front. I just think Diaz gets a rest, but I'm probably wrong on the Jota or Mane probably because Salah will be banging down the door wanting to play. We know how he works. And if you tell me that you're, you're, you're bringing Firmino in and playing Jota as well and leaving Mane out, I've no, I've, no, I've no real issue because I think, again, we would have enough to win that game and also we'd ha- still have enough on the bench to bring in as well. Um, he might, he might have one eye on uh, Benfica as well, yeah. unleashing Diaz on Benfica with the familiar, familiarity of him. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, going back there and playing as a part, former Porto player in, against Benfica could be a little bit tasty. But just quickly around the table, um, we've seen Sadio Mane qualify for the World Cup the other night on penalties against Mo Salah's Egypt. And, you know, it's a it's nearly a replay of, of the African nations in... Early, mid late January or whatever it was and you know Salah comes out on the wrong side of it Salah comes back he hasn't been in great form since he comes back he's a couple of goals I think since he comes back but not the sort of blistering form he was in and I'm not saying he looked like he was feeling sorry for himself it was just seeing he said posts and he said crossbars and all sorts of stuff's happened but just quickly around the table Kev any concern from you that no. another big disappointment apparently he's hinting that he's, he's going to retire from international football um, any any concern for you or do you think and I'm only asking that because of his form since he got back from a massive disappointment in the AFCON but you think no Salah's just no I don't think so no I think I'd be more worried if he wasn't getting chances and as you said he's been hitting everything bar the back of the net you know he's been doing everything but score so I've no problem with him. I think he he'll be fine. Um, the one thing I'll say about the because there's a lot of good African sides that have missed out in the World Cup. You know the the the, the notion that Africa as a continent gets five places is is an absolute joke, and Europe gets something like fourteen. You know it's nonsense that um, the likes of Nigeria and Ghana, I think, miss out. Egypt should be going. You know, the fact that Egypt and Senegal were the finalists in AFCON and one of them is out because they just happened to draw each other in a playoff to go to the World Cup is a, is a joke. I can see why he's retiring because some of the stuff that you've seen in the coverage from from the AFCON qualifiers, be it 
pitch invasions, lasers, you name it. It's a nonsense. And Egypt play everything through him. He is so far and away their best player mm. that, you know, without it's almost the case without him, they're, they're screwed. They're light years off the pace. But at the same time, will he be able to walk away? I don't think he will. But I was talking to someone earlier on today, and you look at, and we'll get onto it after when we talk about the five sub thing. Next season, the this season the, the Premier League, uh, the football calendar finishes this season June thirteenth. By the time the Nations League internationals finish, we've arranged a pre-season friendly with Manchester United in Thailand for the twelfth of ja- July. Yeah. The Premier League season finishes next year at the end of the twenty eighth of May. Mm-hmm. And in that time, you've got a World Cup, you've got three, two domestic competitions, the Champions League, and I guarantee you, at the end of it, you've still got a Nations League final and a European Under Twenty One Championship and an Afcon to to go on in next summer. You know, at some point, these players are going to have to look at their viable position going forward as footballers. That when they hit thirty one, thirty two, they physically won't be able to do this anymore. You know, they physically won't be able to play 75, 80 game seasons and be involved in that length of time involved in football with no break, especially if you're a forward player where your career is dependent on pace. Mm. You know, I can see why he's thinking about leaving, just to preserve his own sanity, you know, and his own career long-term longevity because you've seen how fast players can fall off the edge of a cliff. Look at Eden Hazard. You look at Gareth Bale. You know, Gareth Bale went from winning the Champions League with Madrid against us to falling off the edge of a cliff and turning up now and again for Wales. You know, as a shadow of the player he was. Eden Hazard looks about 14 stone, looks like he's had fish and chips every night for the last six months. You know, he just, he's gone. He's gone as a player. You know, I'd, I'd imagine the players, when this, once they hit 30, I think Jordan Henderson should have done it already. They have to be looking at their long term club career. Yeah, I think this is Jordan's last tournament as an England player, by the way. Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting, but like, you know, Archie Doolan says, I do think that the to and fro about Salah's contract is playing a part um, in his opinion. Chris, like, Mane is going to come back flying. You know, he's he's scored a penalty again and it gets them into their um, second consecutive World Cup. I think it's only their third overall. But he's going to come back flying and he has shown glimpses. I think he's done a really good job for us playing through the middle um, where Firmino was out because he went and, you know, Jota was coming back from injury. He's been really good and we're kind of have them all back now where although there's five options, there's five options where they're not stuck to positions. You kind of, you know, you could argue three of them could play through the middle, two of them can play off the right, two or three of them can play off the left. There's so many different ways we could do it. And with, with Salah, like, are you in any way worried that he comes back another big disappointment? This contract stuff is going on. It is going on and, and you can't get away from it. Are you in any way concerned about Mo Salah, the form he might, and, and just just where he is in his own head coming back um, for this running? I, I, I'll be honest, I am because I think he's an absolute killer. It's a mild concern because you don't, you don't want the distraction around him. You, you know, two big disappointments for his country in a fairly short space of time. He's only human. It's gonna it's gonna affect you. The the bit I don't worry about, and I think this will be the key thing, is if we need to give him a couple of games off, 
I'm less worried now when we're going, well, Salah can't play. We'll have to throw in Diaz, Manny and Firmino or Jota. And sort of going, it gives you enough options that you can give him a, a little bit of a breather, which I do think he needs at some point. Um, but also, at some point, you do wonder with Salah, he has got that that sort of mentality that at some point, some point he'll use this to kick him to kick himself on and go, well, I'll, I'll show the world what they're missing at the World Cup. I'll show them what I can do against this. Now, look, I know a lot of thought he did after AFCON, but you know he's too good a player for it just not to um, to not find his form again. You know, it it will come back. All players do have dips as well. So the contract stuff, it probably doesn't help, but I think people are being a bit naive thinking he's not aware of all this is what's going on. You know, the antics is agents are playing, so I don't know all that. And I don't think, I, I personally don't think it's affecting him that much. I think the effects on Salah is more dis, is professional disappointment that he's missed out <coughs> on two very big tournaments, which, you know, realistically now, that's probably his last chance to get to a World Cup, which, is, you know, for him is a, is a big loss. As for the AFCON stuff, you know, the whole laser thing, the pitch invasions, and look, it's not the first game. It's happened, it's not the first game, it's happened with, with Egypt. It is a bit of a nonsense. Um, it, but I don't know how the authorities stop it. I, I mean, we know how much they care about African football. Like Kev said, five five African sides can get into a World Cup. It's, it's, it's a joke, but then we see some very lower-rated European sides getting in. You're going, would they really give you a better game than an Egypt or a Nigeria? I don't think they would. I think actually, culturally and as a spectacle of a World Cup, it doesn't make it as exciting. Mm. It's look for me. I think Salah is the sort that will be like you hear this all the time. He'd be banging down Jurgen Klopp's door when he arrives back and says, "Right, listen." The, the only way I Salah strikes me as the only the sort of fella that may at times feel a bit sorry for himself. But to counteract that, just wants to play football and get away from it. You know, um, you even see him in games where he kind of throws his arms up at times, and not not in a not in a way where you go, he's just being an arsehole. He just kind of gets frustrated at times. We've seen it. Like he's mm. no no one's perfect. You know, um, even aesthetically on the pitch, like yeah. in every in every way, just frustration with himself. Yeah, yeah, just frustration with himself. But but, just, but but you notice when he gets that little bit of a disappointment, even within a game, or he doesn't get a pass, or. You know, he thinks he might be true and he, ah, oh, fuck it. The way he reacts is to go and look for the ball again. You know, he, he wants the next, he wants the next thing to happen. So that thing that happened beforehand is gone or away from it. He, he seems to move on very well once there's action going on. And I think, uh, I'm not overly worried about him. I think, I think he'd be absolutely fine. And I think, I think it might be a perfect game for him at the weekend where you're at Anfield. It's a chance to go top of the table. It's Watford. He's, he's great memories of, I think he's scored nine or ten goals against Watford since he's arrived um, at Liverpool. And the crowd, you know how the crowd are going to react to him. They'll react really well to Sadio Mane for getting to the World Cup. Um, and they'll react really well to Luis Diaz that didn't make it and Mo Salah that didn't make it. And it could be the perfect day from where he gets a couple of goals, you know, in a Doran Cup, you know, cheer him off the pitches. He's being substituted because he's got three and more. there's 20 minutes left. And it just... Ends another thing from that happened earlier on in the week. I want to get um, I want to get predictions because we want to do some bet me stuff, and I want to have a little chat about one or two things before we finish. Emma, I want to start with you on score predictions. You know the rules. If you say uh, score and Liverpool score, you must give us the goal scorers. <laughs> Go. Uh, five nil. Oh well. Wow. 
It's like fucking having Andy Akita. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go Salah two. Mm-hmm. Bobby one. Mm-hmm. Jota one. Mm-hmm. And Matip with a Maisie. Okay, nice, nice. Oh, that'd be a great Saturday. <laughs> Chris. 3 uh, 0 Firmino, Jota, Salah. Okay. Kev? 4 0. Uh, Bobby, 2. 1 for Salah and 1 for Jota. Nice. Okay. Uh, Kevin, ball is the fourth one in my prediction. 4 0 Salah, Braves, VVD, and Diaz. Um, I'm going to go 3 0. And I think it might be 3 0 at half time. And I think we might just take our foot off it and just go, yeah, Grant, um, you stay over there and don't deny us and we'll just play a bit of ball for 45 and everyone is happy. Um, Curtis J has 3-0 Mane, Jota VVD, 3-0 Megan McCallion, Salah 2 and Jota, 2-0 from Archie Doolan, Matip and Salah. Goals was Salah, 100%. 100%. yeah, go on. I give Firmino one as well. It's good of you. Yeah, no problem. Um, <laughs> you'd be grateful. And I think, I think if Henderson plays in the six, you'll have Thiago and one other. Whoever that one other is scores. So, I I think the other, the one I'd other. See Naby in the eight, mind if that's the case. If Henderson plays is in he, the six, I think is he fit? Is he fit, Naby? I think it was only a slight knee knock or something. Yeah, I don't know if he was trying or not. I, I think, think he might go with Jones. And I, I'm, I'm going to put Cordis Jones down for a goal. 3 0. Owen Bocas 2 0. Salah Brace. Ben Ebbett 4 0. Salah Hattrick and Diaz. 6 0. Salah Hattrick says Darren Dunbar. Where's the other three, Darren? You can't just. I don't know. Is it two Hattricks he's getting? Um, Red Steve says 6 0. You miserable bar stewards, which. You can translate into, um, you know exactly what he's saying there. Um, didn't see Naby in training, says Tao. So um, we, we don't know. I think it might be Jones. I think someone made a point earlier about who was at Kirby for the last two weeks training. We've been Kev, um, and I think that's a very, very. Um, he scored for the twenty ones, didn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. away with the England under twenty ones. Yeah, but he didn't play much. Yeah, he's got a nice goal. But um, I think. Yeah, I go with Jones. I think Jones might get a game, and um, we're all good. Um, Reclaimer, Reclaimer says he'll change gender if Liverpool win the quadruple. Never mind getting me haircut. Um, Mo, Boston, more than a feeling, says um, Mo to hit would work again, but we win. Um, surprised nobody has mentioned Elliot to start as Antico. Yeah, could do. If Elliot starts, he'll score. It's whoever's in that number eight on the right. Um, I think they'll get a goal. Um, and I'm only saying that because I think Watford would give you an opportunity to get beyond the midfield and hurt them. And if you have a shot on you, and Jones and Elliot do in fairness, um, I think that might be uh, maybe think. Sam Tandy, wonder the Jesus. Um, one nil, last minute solid winner. There will be mad moments in this title race now, in my opinion, when we least expect it. I'm not having that on a Saturday morning at half twelve, Sam. So you can fuck right off, all right? Um, <laughs> we're all, and I say that with the, uh, the utmost respect to you, Sam. Um, there's a couple of bits I want to talk about in a minute, but bet me, we have to pick this. So before we do, let me tell you the rules as I see them. And if, if they're wrong, Chris can um, Chris can let me get the, let me get the tell me to wind me neck in. So it's 
Um, it's Liverpool v Watford. There it is on the screen. Um, it's five pound to enter. Um, this pot at the weekend minimum two hundred and fifty pound payout in the pot, and you have to pick eleven players, two goalkeepers, three defenders, three midfielders, three strikers. Six of those max can be from Liverpool. Um, and when you have them all picked, you put them into one goalkeeper, two midfielders, two defenders, two attackers on the first starting seven, and the other four go on the bench. You pick a captain who gets double his points, and you pick a voice captain who gets 1.5 times their points. Am I right so far, Chris? Yep, spot on so far. Good stuff. So, we have to pick an 11. Oh, let, me, let me get the app open. Okay. So we're going to pick two goalkeepers. That's easy. Yeah. Lock yeah. the goalkeepers out straight away. So Alison and that fella that doesn't age and he's really good at podcasts. What's his name? Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Yeah. Does some really good stuff. Podcast always. Really honest. Um, I like mm. him. Even though he's former Manchester United. He's a nice fella. Defenders. I'd have him as a third choice next year for us. Yeah. Good show. Defenders. Um, let me see. Okay, Jake Simister says, "Can we please ban Kev from Betme? I keep taking his voice and I keep losing." Well, Jack Simister, what's going to happen in about four minutes' time is that Kev is going to say the words Fabinho because he says it every no. fucking game we play, and Not so he says Fabinho. Don't do it. Um, yeah. So that's Fabinho one Wofford. That's that's one Wofford, and it's one Liverpool so far. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we assume need. Got, assume it's Allison starting. Yeah. So <laughs> we need three, three defenders, three midfielders, three attackers. So we're gonna have to put one of each of these is gonna have to be a Watford player. Am I right? Yeah. Maybe two in one of those positions. You need one Watford starter. One of the, the rest, one of the seven. And the rest of Watford. And you put the rest of Watford on the bench then. Okay. I think we should start Emmanuel Dennis. Do you think they'll score? No. Then no. Well, start Sissoko. I, because he the will former be sports busy. Fellas, Sissoko. Yeah, he'll be busy. He'll right, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll take that. Take that. Post Sissoko in midfield. He has a card in him as well, no? He has got a card in him. Yeah. But we have to pick five Watford players. So we're going to have to pick. It's going to be like, where you're going to have to pick two Watford defenders, and along with Sissoko, in my opinion. Yeah. No, we don't. We can, we can just pick five Liverpool players now for, for the rest of the <coughs> No. And then sit the rest on the bench. Okay. Okay. So let's pick five Liverpool players. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, including Allison. So, so Allison's in. Mm hmm. Salah. He's quite good, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, so Salah's in. It's just who's going to start. I think Firmino 100% starts now, Matt, speaking to you boys. I think you should put Firmino in as well. Okay. Yep. Um, I think Andy Robbo should start. I was going to yeah. say, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be the... Because the, he'll take he'll take the corners as well. He's going to be the focal point, isn't yeah. he, of Gomez part. So, okay, so Andy Robbo. Virgil's the other one. Virgil. Because I can't see. 
Yeah. And then it's it's the midfield question then. It's I think if Matip's playing, I think you pick Matip over Virgil. He's more of a goal threat than Virgil van Dijk. Is he? Yeah. Fair yeah. Fair does he get points for dribbles? No, no, he doesn't get points for dribbles. Um, <laughs> he could, he could get an assist, though. He could get an assist. Yeah. That's true. Matt so put, put Matip in instead. I'd put Matip in. All right. Well, and then midfielder. We're going to have to put Sissoko in midfield. Yeah, yeah we can, pick we one can still pick one. a Liverpool player. Is Thiago the option? Hold on, who's ball. in midfield so far? Sissoko. Just Sissoko. So we could pick so, we could pick one more midfield. We could pick we could pick our Liverpool midfielder and then pick another one to put on the bench. Pick a what for players to put on the bench then. So we can pick two more. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Well, two more midfield, one start, one start, one to yeah, go yeah, on the bench. Yeah. So. Do we okay. think Thiago? I think he got fifteen points in his last game by the looks of it. I think Thiago's a shout, yeah. Especially if Henderson plays the six. Mm. But having cool. said that, I think the player that plays as right hand side of all three. Scores. It's just a case of who do you, you know getting that start yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Thiago. Thiago. Who do you want to be captain? Has Salah. To, has to be Salah. Actually, you know what about Bobby? For he'll win the ball back up high. So there are tackles. You get points for tackles, don't you? Yeah. I was thinking. I was you thinking also get points one. for clean sheets. That's what I was thinking. Robo for vice captain because he'd probably get an, he'd like to think he'd get an assist. Okay, you get the bonus points for the assist and for the clean sheet. Would you make Robo captain then? With Bobby as your vice captain, because Bobby does a lot of work. You're the boss, mate. He better fake it's on you. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, it's all on me now. It's all on it's you. All yeah, you okay, unless you win, then it's on all of us. Right, so. <laughs> yeah, go on. I'll have Robbo as a captain and I'll have Bobby Firmino as a vice captain. Okay. Yeah, I've done that. Oh. Right. So we just need to pick three three Watford players for the bench down. We need a defender, yeah. a midfielder, put, and a striker. Well, Dennis is on Cam- the bench. Yeah. I put, as a defender, I put Camera, a left back. Yep. And you've got to pick another midfielder, yeah? Yeah. Um, Kuka. Right, there you go. All done. So let me make sure I've got this right. So we've got Alisson in goal, mm-hmm. Joel Matip, Captain Andy Robbo, Thiago Sissoko, Salah, Vice-Captain Firmino. And then the four lads on the benches, Ben Foster, Kamara, Kuka, and Dennis. Mm-hmm. We're happy with that? Yeah. Do you get more points? Do you get more points for a clean sheet? Or do you get more points for, like... Blocks, interceptions, tackles. What would add up more? Well, clean sheets for a goalkeeper defender is plus three, and a midfield uh, for a midfielder it's plus one. Mm. And you say tackles, interceptions. Uh, right, interception for a goalkeeper is plus five. Defender midfield is plus one, and for a tackle it's plus two. Oh, okay. So every, on that week. But, it's okay. For every, but it's for everyone. Mm. But what happens if? The, the reclaimer says there Foster might make 10 saves shot save you get a point for every save shot save okay but and you if, you, if, if you don't get a clean if you get a clean sheet as a goalkeeper many points do you get three and if you can see a goals you lose points 
I would assume so. Let me find out. Uh, ooh, full breakdown. There we go. Do, 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 do. Yeah, minus, minus one point for every goal you concede. Yes, so even if Foster makes a handful of saves, he's still conceding two or three. But if he makes 10 yeah. saves, that's 10 points. And if he concedes three goals, he ends up with seven points. He does, yeah. Right? Yeah. Whereas if Allison doesn't make a fucking single save, he gets three lost. points. Yeah. yeah, but Allison will get 10 points from the assist, so we'll be all right. I think there's an argument to put Ben Foster in the starting lineup. You could do. Yeah, put Ben Foster in the starting lineup. Do that. Okay. Well, Change around. I think I've got a risk in there. Yeah. Boys, they won't be happy yeah. now. Gav's realised what's going on. Yeah, you still, you still keep Sissoko midfield because you can put enough. Yeah. So okay, save that. Right. So we've got Sissoko yeah. and Foster started. Uh huh. Yeah. All set up and paid for. No worries at all. So there you go. Um, it's easy. It's an easy game to play. It's it's an easy game to play. It's not an easy game to win because there's loads. Of, you're playing against actual humans. You're not playing against yeah a computer or you know odds or, or stuff like that. It's just a game itself. Um, with the subs, um, if your player doesn't start, one of your subs comes on and plays, don't they? Yeah, and they do. If, yeah, if, 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 if the player sub, if your starter comes on, off. If a starter comes off and one of your subs comes on, he, he takes his place in that right? I can't remember. I know if you've... So say for example, we pick Tiago to start and he mm. doesn't start, they'll put the Watford player in. But yeah. if Tiago comes then on off the bench, they automatically put him back in the starting lineup. The Correct. The but I can't remember if it's the other way... I can't remember if it happens for the other way around. Yeah. Um, Red Steve has spotted this and I spotted it too. He says, uh, Gav shouldering the blame this week. Yeah, they've stitched me up big time, to be perfectly honest with you. In fairness, a um, couple of things before we finish up. We've, we've done our, um, we've done our, we have done our, um, what have we done, lads? 65 minutes. Right, and we've done our score predictions and stuff like that. Right, a couple of things before we finish. Um, this, uh, Americ Laporte says, the football we play, no one else plays in the world. It's basically FIFA, isn't it? Where you just tap it across the box and tap it in. But anyway, yeah. we're an example of how to play nice football to be superior in all areas, right? Now, superior in all areas, remember that because he contradicts himself in the next bit. I think yeah. they would like, I think they, Liverpool, would like to take even part of our game. As for something of them, taking chances and benefiting from opponents' errors a little more because often we have the opportunity and don't make it. We're superior in all areas three sentences ago. We let the other teams off, but there's nothing to be envious about. I think... I'd love to know what question he was asked to elicit that kind of answer. What time is Emmerdale's omnibus on <laughs> this weekend? How, along how's your day go? How's your day going? Who do you fancy for the Masters? Something along <laughs> them lines. Um, but that is rent free, isn't it? I'm not happy when my player comes out and says that. Now there will be fans out there that would say, "Oh, it's great, look, he's saying this, he's saying that." But if I'm a uh, America Port, I'm saying to me, I'm saying to people asking me questions. I'm saying, look, both good teams, great teams, both looking to win multiple trophies, and um, we come up against each other two, possibly three times before the season ends, possibly four actually, um, no three, um, 
and we'll see how it goes. We're confident. They'll be confident. And, you know, we'll go into it and stuff like that. B, as this is where, for me, media training should kick in. There is times where you go, oh, they're just giving stock answers all the time. But this is where media training should kick in and they go, like, you shouldn't be saying all that. We're an example of how to play nice football to superior in all areas. I think Liverpool would like to take even part of our game. So basically saying, we're the best ever, we're the example, and Liverpool should be looking to play like us if they want to be superior and um, play nice football. If you read it actually between the lines, which is horrendous. Um, taking chances and benefit from opponents' errors a little more. So we're more <laughs> clinical. No. Yeah, and, and we do we force errors. do we force more errors? I don't know. Like, yeah. Kev, do. we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this. No, for you, is that rent free? Is that rattled, or is that him just being ultra confident? Because I think it's something where teammates and possibly managers will be looking, going, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, it's. I mean, you're right in what you said. There's certain questions that you just flat back straight back at, straight back at the reporter with a stock answer and. Right now, at this time of the year, that's what you do. You know, you just lightly praise who you're playing against. Yeah, you give them the, the nod. But you keep your mouth shut. You know what I mean? Getting it, I, I can't understand for the life of me what he planned, what he thinks he'd be gained out of an answer like that. It's stupid. There's nothing to be gained by saying anything like that. And the truth, the facts of the matter are, we turn over more balls than they do. We have more shots on target than they have this season. We've scored more goals, and I think we have more clean sheets. So in all aspects of the game, we are better than them. They have one more point than us. So, And I've seen some of the comments in the chat, and they're absolutely right. City bore me to tears. They're, they're effective at what they do, but they're so fucking boring. Side to side, side to side, pass it forward, break it down one goal two goals go to sleep the game's over that's it that's their mantra if you can frustrate them they don't know what to do they really struggle if you can frustrate them and more and more sides are looking at palace and looking at how palace did it and more and more sides will try and do it not everyone will succeed but there's a reason why they drop points against the sides between seventh and twelfth they're coming up against good sides and they look at them as if they're inferior. They look at them with, almost with disdain and an arrogance that's not healthy. You know, and that kind of answer is pure arrogance. Hmm. That's all. It, that's the only way you can put it down to is pure arrogance because they're not as good as what they think they are. Yeah, and you see... They're not as good as what they were two years ago. You, you've seen Bernardo Silva come out with some comments. You've actually seen... Funny enough, Kevin De Bruyne come out after they win a game, possibly going back about eight, ten weeks ago, where he says, um, basically, anyone to stop us will need to be nigh on perfect. And he said it in a kind of way where he went, I don't believe anybody will be nigh on perfect. And then we're sitting there going, these fuckers are going to try be absolutely nigh on perfect. Um, so it's a bit of a mad one. Chris, I tweeted when I seen that. I quote tweeted it. I hope that. City extra, whoever they call it, come back and have a conversation with me because I had a bit of time to pass. Um, like, I want to see more of this. I want to see more of them coming out and saying stuff like this um, for the next week. Oh, absolutely. And this is what I go back to. We're more comfortable in, what, in our own skin. 
Chris. And I don't even mean that in a completely footballing sense. I mean that in a club sense. And I think stuff like this shows it. Yeah, it's trying to build. It's trying to build that rivalry. You know, like when we had Fergie and Wenger, where they would really go at each other and be quite nasty to each other in the press. That was kind of the, from the outside looking. That was the fun of it. I just don't. I think they're trying too hard now to to jeep it. So I don't. I don't know if they're trying to do it to almost kick themselves up, saying, "Look, we've, we've kind of blown a fourteen point lead here down to a point. We need to sort of kick on again." But they're just doing it such a wrong way. I mean. I think Lord Duff said the question was, is there anything you can learn from Liverpool? Straight at it going, going, we're always looking to adapt, we're always looking to learn, you know, there's, there are things we can improve on, but you know, we'll keep going, we're doing well as we are. Something like that. That's quite, that, that's how you do it. Or Andy Robbo, after they beat um, Arsenal, he's just said, look, we've got ourselves a point clogs up by driving their position because they've got the extra points until we get ahead. It's, if we get ahead of them, then it's different. Don't give yourself the headline. You know, because it, it's just a silly distraction you don't need. So, yeah. I, don't know. I don't get it personally, but, you know. Does it, Emmett, does it put more pressure on when you see City talking like this, you know, and look, it's only one player saying it, but we've seen little bits from different players over the last couple of months. And, and I think when they don't beat Palace, I think it's when Bernardo Silva has a little bit of a meltdown, but he's a little shy bag anyway. So, um, you know, I'm all for it. But, does it put more? Is a heap of more pressure on them by talking? I think hundred percent. Yeah, I think what it comes across as is, or they think it comes across as, is that they're trying to convince everybody that they're that good. But everybody looking at it, it comes across as though they're trying to convince their, themselves that they're mm-hmm. that good. That's 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 what I'm really. It's kind of nearly trying to, like you said, g them g themselves up, or that's the way it's coming across. Um. Yeah. Keep. Keep talking about us like it's rent free. I, 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 while you were you guys were talking, I was trying to think back of any other time where I heard a player from a team that's going up against another side toe to toe for a title. Essentially, like try and put the other team down. Like you know, what I mean, even when you're listening to our players, they are always saying that City are a great side. You could like, do you know what I mean? It, but this is like having little digs, and you're kind of thinking it's it's definitely panic. They're rattled, they're hundred percent rattled. Somebody said there said no, we're in their heads. They're rattled. They're looking over their shoulders. Pep spoke about it earlier on in the season. He, we're a pain in his arse. Um, mm. so he wasn't even yes, asked. that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't asked. He just, he just, he just <laughs> held the it's, yeah. it's no, it's definitely it's 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 in their head. Hundred percent, we're in their head now, and they are looking over their shoulder. Like you said with the Bruyne, he thought it's going to have to be something absolutely spectacular to try and catch us. But our team have done absolutely spectacular things. So watch out. Mm. It's yeah. like, but it's like when people keep how many European sides fall into the trap of, oh, it's Anfield away. We've played a big stage before. We won't fall for this. You're going, you're given the ammunition because yeah. if I was Sky. Or BT or whoever's interviewing Pep, if they drop points to Burnley, which I think is highly unlikely, but say they do, the first question you'd ask them is, "Well, were Burnley uh, far superior today? Then because you know, according to Laporte, you're superior in everything. You set yourself up for just stupidity like that. You know, make life easy on yourself." Mm. Um, the five sub rule will come in from next season, and I think um, 
was having a I was having a chat with Dave Downey, the Everton fan today about it on Twitter and Dave's a lovely fella. He he takes your points, he makes them, he makes his own and he comes back and he has the conversation. I think it's absolutely perfect sense to bring it in and the the whole argument. I'm I'm you know what? I'm gonna keep this for Sunday night to have a real chat about it because um I think it, it deserves more time than we're going to give it because I think it's ruffled plenty of um feathers to be perfectly honest with you so I'm going to try to keep that a little bit for Sunday night um, Liverpool look like they've confirmed or, or will confirm a deal for young Celtic player Ben Doak um, wasn't under contract at Celtic um, but I think £600,000 in um, compensation has secured his signature he won't be able to play for Liverpool um, Academy until the start of next season he's one to watch out for I'm going to try get a Celtic fan at some stage to come on and um, talk to me about that about that player because I'm always intrigued when Liverpool go and sign a Scottish player and it's always one way you go oh you know Scott, something about Scottish players where you go they, they seem to just garner more interest you know when you think of Dag Leash and you think of Sunes Hansen you know it's it's always something where you go oh you know what let's Andy Robbo um, let's have a little talk about that so I'm going to try to do something over that over the next um, the next week or so um, we're definitely going to try to do that we're going to finish up but Failicon the link is in the description um, I'm, 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 I've no shame in saying that I'm begging you to help us with this in any way you possibly can whether that's a donation sharing it across your social media sharing it between friends family colleagues go into work like do, do what Kev would do go into work tell everyone they need to shave their heads and they all need to bring 50 quid sponsor cards with them and shave your heads record it send it to us and we'll back it a hundred million percent and make some money that way um but we won't really want to get the 10k we understand what's going on in the world and we understand people are very very generous with their money or any spare money they have to give to charity and, and help what's going on in the ukraine and stuff like that but if you have a few quid absolutely help us out the link is in the description 10k is a lot of money to some a lot of people um it's not a huge amount of money in the grand scheme of things when you look at what charities can raise on a regular basis, but 10k to Failicon will make a massive, massive difference for years, for years. Um, so we're absolutely begging you on that. We're nearly halfway there on it. Um, we only have about 10 weeks left, I think, before our golf day when that culminates in the end of the um, supposed um, you know, fundraising events or fundraising drive, but it Listen, if we have to go beyond that and it takes us till Christmas, I won't stop until we get to 10K anyway. But if you can help us out by sharing it and doing whatever you can to help us out. If you have any ideas, if you want to, if you want us to send you a sponsor card with Failicon and LFC Daytrippers on it, I'll design it up and I'll send it to you to print out and you can fucking do, get your mates to sponsor you while you're doing that 10K or trying to lose weight or trying to come off the smokes, whatever it is, right? Um, just help in whatever way you can. And as I said, if you can't um, with money, please do it by sharing it because it's a brilliant, brilliant charity. Everyone that I've spoken to that have been on this show, uh, in the chat, you know, spoken to privately are like, Jesus, when you read about that charity, it really, you know, it, it shows how important it is. It's not a very well-known charity, but it shows how important it absolutely is. So please, please um, um, help out if you possibly can. And look, I've taken up four or five minutes of your time talking about that. But I think it's, I, I genuinely think it's, it's probably more important than the football we've spoken about for the last hour and 15 minutes or whatever it might be. Last thing though, um, 
Our Telegram app is flying. Um, people are loving it. There's people in there chatting about Liverpool. They're chatting about transfers. They're chatting about random stuff as well, of mad stuff. Um, very easy to access. If you if you subscribe to this channel and you go into our community tab, you will find the link for our Telegram app. And you you go in there, you click on it, you sign up. You can sign up for absolutely free, or you can sign up for two ninety nine a month. The two ninety nine a month gets you exactly the same stuff as you get for free, but that two ninety nine goes towards charity. It was going to go towards the running cost of that app, which there is a cost every month to us, but we're going to shoulder the cost to allow any money we get from subscriptions to go to charity. We let it build up over a couple of months and we send that off. But if you're a Liverpool fan, you like talking to other Liverpool fans, away from the likes of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, it's a great place to go in. You get to know people in there. And as I said, there's no, you know, Nobody's judging you in there. Nobody's saying you're this, that, and you're like, you throw out an opinion. People will disagree, disagree with you, but most of all, they will respect you and they will have a laugh. The community is building in there as well as on here on YouTube and across our social media. So check it out. It's absolutely free if you want. You can donate $2.99 a month towards your channel. But as I said, every $2.99 will be taken and given to charity at a further point. Um, Kev, anything else before we go? No, that's it. Uh, back tomorrow night for Sports Unplugged. Be a, just a re- Premier League review tomorrow. There's not really much else on apart from WrestleMania, a bit of hurling this weekend. So, okay, but uh, yeah, it'll be a full Premier League review uh, okay. for the weekend. And Chris will go into his trip to Bristol and what he's looking forward to as well. So, good so we're looking forward to that tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. Yourself, yourself, and Luke, am I right? Myself, Chris, and Luke. Yeah, of course, of course, stuff. <clears throat> Chris, anything else before we go? No, no, I'm going to have a counselling session tomorrow with uh, Kev because my head's kettled for Sunday. Either <laughs> think uh, one point. Away to Bristol. Liverpool women away yeah. to Bristol. Do you need a point? Do you need to avoid the fee? To be they one point in the next three games. So I'm yeah. taking the little one away to Bristol. So hopefully, I'll, but yeah, my head's been kettled for the last probably four or five weeks. Um, so Kev's been counselling me. I think I've had a few of the others trying to calm me down. This is yeah. more stressful. This well, I is, think this win, is um, more stressful than one. I think they win 3-1 on Sunday, just, just for sure. Um, I hope so. And I the Irish so. girl up front, um, Kieran, <coughs> she gets a couple. Um, be nice. She's, she's been off the boil last couple of games. Yeah, uh, Stangel, sort, Stangel sort of took, a, took the focus off her. Yeah, nice things. she'll come back and she'll, uh, she'll score the, the key, points on Sunday. The key one is uh, the other Irish lady we have, um, Megan Campbell, who can throw it further than Rory, Rory Delap. It's right. absolutely unreal her throwing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay, well... A um, couple of goals off them throw-ins and we'd be absolutely flying. And hopefully Liverpool women get the result of the weekend and get promotion to the Premier League. Um, Emma, anything else before we go? No, nothing at all. Just looking forward now to Saturday. It's my least favourite kickoff before the game. But if you get the result, it's my favourite kickoff. Exactly. You have to sit back and sit back and relax and watch how everybody else does. Exactly. And just uh, I was having a look there while we were talking. I think see, the only play before us one more time this season. All the rest of them we're either playing them or we play ahead of them. So. Nice. Nice. Lovely. Okay. Um that's been it. That has been another midweek fix. Um we had one last night and we have one tonight as well. Thanks a million for watching. Um thanks a million for all your comments. Thanks for all the likes, subscribe, shares, whatever. Um if you're going in to check out Failacon, thanks a million. If you're going in to check in Betme, remember gamble responsibly and enjoy it. And um as I said, if you want to join us on that Telegram app, it's very, very easy to do. And the link in the description is there for all of them. So have a good one. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. 
Social Podcast Network.